Good afternoon, young lady. I, I am ego. No, no, can't o n e I am what? Oh, I see. You cannot speak English, you know? Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And I hope you have brushed up on your English skills, everyone, because we are going to be speaking that very tricky language for, I would say, the entirety of this podcast. We are going to be watching episode 108 of Sailor Moon S, Usagi Dancing to the Waltz. And oh my god, it's great. I'll tell you up front. This episode is amazing on, like, four different levels. Four different levels? I'm shocked. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It is a fantastic episode. And to help us talk about it, returning from last week's episode of the show, Emma Gaber yep. is here. <laughs> Said it right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you could, like, you could have told me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not a big deal to me. No, I'm sorry. I pronounced your name <laughs> last, last week. Uh, uh, Emma, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good. Good. It, it's Emma, right? It's not like Ime <laughs> or anything. No, I have a lot of people spell my name wrong. Weirdly enough, I get E-M-A. I've never seen that before. But lately when I go to Blaze, because it's by my job, they're just like, have no idea how to spell my name. <laughs> huh. what, what, is, what, what is Blaze? Oh, it's a pizza chain that's opening up in like my area of Chicago. They just have like pizza and oh, it's a bla- it's a Blaze Pizza where they make that yeah. like I have weirdly enough I heard a lot about Blaze Pizza when I was listening to a podcast <laughs> where uh, two gentlemen from New Zealand watched Grown Ups Two every week. Oh for my a year. god, I listened to them. <laughs> I've heard about that. I've never listened to it. My goodness, worst idea of all time. Worst yeah. idea of all time. They did a lot of talking about Blaze Pizza. Oh yes. So yes, they did. Uh, anyways. Uh, Emma, welcome back to the show. Uh, we talked about your history with Sailor Moon last week and your uh, your <laughs> crime scene made of Sailor Moon dolls that they could then investigate <laughs> to see who the murderer was. Uh, yep. But do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? I uh, watched some of Sailor Moon Super S with my sister and uh, she was like, what is happening? I don't remember this being this weird. So... That was new it's for her. It's weird. Yeah. I can't wait for Chris to watch it. I know. The outfits are fabulous. That actually is, has me really excited to, <laughs> to, to hear about. If, if everyone's like, oh yeah, it's super weird. That's all I need to know to be really into it. No, yeah. Uh, the outfits are fabulous. You'll enjoy that. <laughs> well, good. Good. I am stoked about it. So if anyone wants to hear about your long history with Sailor Moon, check out last week's episode. Uh, for this one, I, I, I don't know. What do, we, what do we do, Jordan? It's been so long. Do we just go right into it? Is that what happens? <laughs> well, um, 
Unless we have any other sailor business business, that's what we tend to do. And we do the Twitter questions in the middle. Uh, I think we might have a little bit of uh, sailor business business. Uh, we have an email from uh, King of the Cosmos, who is presumably going to tell us to roll up a bunch of different objects into yeah. uh, a giant ball and present it to him. That's what I would think. He says, hearing about Haruka's speed on the track reminded me of uh, my favorite character introduction of anime and manga. It comes from Getter Robo, oddly enough. Uh, as it always went the extra mile to justify why the world needs a giant robot by introducing strong heroes and showing them powerless in the face of cyborg dinosaurs, or as I call it, the human condition. <laughs> anyway, before anything else happens, the first thing we see is Ryoma Nagare beating a karate tournament. I don't mean he entered, fought matches, and successfully won via submission or pinfall. No, no, no. I mean he kicked the door down, said, you, karate tournament, we are in a fight now, and stomped a mud hole in it. In it. To be fair, wow. the karate tournament was kind of a dick. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> uh we also uh have uh a an email from so wait are we supposed to roll up a karate tournament or no i don't think so Phew. jordan how do you think you would fare in a karate tournament poorly i know no karate okay we did have i want to get this out of the way now um because i'm not going to wait until the act break to do this but since we've got a little bit of time here in sailor business business uh we did have someone ask us and I think this was specifically posed as a question to the guest. Who do you think could win in a fight between Jordan and Chris? <laughs> I mean, how tall are you? I am 5'10". So you're taller than me. How tall are you? 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> okay. I usually say 5'11", but it's 5'10". So you lying about your own height? <laughs> yes, constantly. I don't understand. Well, I'm a little bit over 5'10". Just a okay. little bit. Just a little bit. So I, I well, round up. It's obviously you would win because you have the high ground. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, you just said you know no karate, and I did do MMA for a year. Yeah, oh, wow. So, <laughs> so, I mean, poorly. I did not actually fight anyone. I just, I just went to the lessons and did very badly. <laughs> I think of the four members of the business family of podcasts, you, me, Allison, and Jake, I think, Jordan, I hate to say it, I think you're probably the least suited for combat. Yeah, because Allison takes, uh, what do you call Allison it? Allison takes uh, jujitsu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I'm a pacifist also. I mean, so there's that. Well, what if I what if I got you really mad? What if I was just like being like, hey, man, you want to check out these magic crystals I have that are definitely super actual and magical? You know, Chris, I've 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 studied a lot of episodes of The Way of the Master. What is that? It's the Kirk Cameron religious show. <laughs> <laughs> With Kirk Cameron and, and Ray Comfort teaching you how to convert the uh, uh, heathens to Christianity by by quoting oh. to them from the scripture. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Emma, so I'll do that. Emma, what do you think? Who who wins in a fight? Ah. Uh... Of the four, or of just of you two, oh, of just us two. I think of oh, the four, okay. probably Allison. Yeah, uh, if she knows, what is it jujitsu? Yeah, yeah, she's got that um, ground game on lock. Uh, maybe a draw between you two. Hopefully, <laughs> that's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I can't choose. <laughs> Chris would win a fight between us, but I would win a moral victory, and everyone would feel bad for me. <laughs> That's right, Jordan. You would win the moral victory, but in another more real way, I would win. <laughs> That's fine. 
All right. So I think that's, I think oh, that's all we also, got. Business, business no, there's time. one other piece of business, which is since last episode, when I announced that my, uh, my son would be named Darian, uh, all of our listeners wrote in to say that that's a great idea. Oh, no, that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it did. That did not happen at all. Uh, that 0%. I, I'm getting the returns and with 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 0% of uh, precincts reporting. Uh, you are still down by 100% on that one, my friend. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be it for Sailor Business Business. Uh, I think we should just go ahead and bust right on into the episode because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Sounds good. Agreed. Let's do it. The title of this week's episode, uh, which is episode 108 of Sailor Moon S, is Usagi Dancing to the Waltz. But I'm sure it has a different title. Although, I have to ask you, Jordan. You can. Did this episode, is there a dub of this episode? Because I cannot imagine there actually being one. Of course there is. There is. Of course there That's is. That's really surprising. Why? Now, why do you think that? Oh, I don't know. Probably because Usagi gets trashed at a party again. <laughs> <laughs> they had it last time that she got trashed at a party. That is that is true. That is true. I first watched this one in English. I didn't uh, see the Japanese one until Friday. Yeah. But now I can't find the English one, and I was sad because I wanted to rewatch it because it was fun. <laughs> Let me just say, oh, you know what? Oh, my gosh. I just noticed, and I forgot to mention, because I forgot to mention this last episode, the previous episode, Art Appreciation, given all of the episodes that they did skip the previous episode was the 100th original english dub episode oh well so this is congratulations to to the cloverway dub of sailor moon (laughs) to to our friends at cloverway and deke and pioneer (laughs) so this is 101 uh they did do it oh gosh uh it does have a title well well, here's here's why i ask here's why i ask not only does usagi get super drunk in this episode and and kind of make a fool of herself at a party again Mm mm-hmm which is now a recurring theme. It's also like a weird episode that even the new translation and the new Viz dub has a lot of trouble with because a lot of the plot is Usagi being worried that she's not going to be able to speak English properly at this party full of international students who are studying in Tokyo. Well, listen, so they do that real easy. They just change it to French. They just don't mention it. No, they oh, just change they it to change French. To French. Yeah. So the people okay. who are visiting are all French people and she's afraid that they're going to be speaking French. Ah, okay. That that actually makes a lot of sense. They kind of get around it in an interesting and weird way, but we'll we'll get to that. So the title. Okay, uh, give me a uh, hint, Jordan. The hint is it has nothing to do with dancing at all. So you're taking out dancing, but leaving every other topic in the universe. <laughs> that is my hint. Well, it's still connected to the episode. Um, I don't know. Honestly, to tell, be honest, totally honest with you, this title is terrible, and there's no way you're going to guess it. Language of love. That would have been way better. D- dancing? No, you said it did not dance. Hey, oh, oh, you know what? Holy crap. Uh, apparently what we have learned is the Cloverway producers are fans of Bette Midler. Okay, I give. It's, everything's <laughs> coming up rosy. <laughs> oh. oh, because of all the rosy futures in this episode. Okay. I guess. Okay. It's still pretty shitty, but that's the second episode. Well, no, 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 that's right. It was Barbara, Barbara Streisand before. So they have a Barbara Streisand episode a couple of episodes ago and now a Bette Midler song. Oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> so we open 
at Memoruchiba's apartment, uh, where the girls are all having a study date with Darian, I guess, with Memoru? Yeah. But Usagi is kind of drifting off after enjoying a nice bright green melon soda, and uh, and she is pulled back to reality by Minako, uh, because it is time to get it together and really study. Yanking on her ear. Oh my god! They're all in the same clothes as last time, except I for Usagi. I was about to say that! Yeah! They're all in the same clothes, and I was like, this is disappointing. That's really weird. Usagi does have this pink lace-up top. It has a lace-up in the back. And because I am in fashion as my job, that's a really popular style right now again. So it's come back having the lace up. And then she's wearing like little bike shorts with it, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've seen this outfit before, but I think it's one uh, that uh, we don't often see from the back. So we don't really yeah. see the lace up part, but it's really, really cute. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if this is meant to be happening later the same day. Because, you know, everybody was at school. They could have knocked out that adventure by, like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Still have plenty of day left. <laughs> and But for some reason, Usagi changed her clothes, and nobody else did. Um, either that, or well, four of them coincidentally wore the same outfits on another day, which is weird. Well, if you remember last episode, uh, Usagi was kind of wearing, like, a, sort of an apron style dress but now she's getting ready to go see her boyfriend so of course she's gonna switch into a cute pink dress that's true yep and she ditched uh, her daughter <laughs> yes sailor not appearing in this episode uh, ami is very impressed by uh uh Memer's collection of what she calls very scholarly works including basic dictionary of ancient babylonian fluid dynamics and wave engineering computer languages and symbolic logic and world curries you can make yourself yeah the, the, i she, what she's weirded out by is the fact that it's all completely random to, to which darian is basically like yeah i like like everything is interesting to me so i just get one book about everything apparently and then because again they're talking about english phrases jupiter goes oh so you're a jack of all trades and a master of none and he's like yeah that's not a compliment <laughs> <laughs> that's an insult thanks yeah what i wrote down was because of all his like books that were so scholarly i was like oh he's just showing off at this point <laughs> does he really read all those i don't know what do you think fluid dynamics you think he's he, he's versed i think when you know for sure that you're gonna live for a thousand years you're probably like i'm just gonna give it a shot and see what's <laughs> interesting sure Maybe I'll be super into fluid dynamics. Maybe I'll spend uh, the 2300s uh, just studying fluid dynamics. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. That's a, I mean, it's an interesting phrase. But yeah, in the end, it's basically, a, yeah, you're not actually that good at anything. He has a broad knowledge, but not a deep one. So uh, speaking of broad knowledge, uh, the door opens and in walks... A uh, green-haired English gentleman with uh, basically your mustache, Jordan. Yeah, and this starts the. It's, it's, oh, wait, hey, all, did we talk about the? Did we talk about the um, fan art that we got of our monsters? Oh no, I don't think we ever did. Oh my god, we got to talk about. Yeah, that. it's been so long since we did uh, an episode that I don't think we talked about it. Uh, we got right. some amazing. We were joking about what uh, diamonds would do if they came to attack us. 
Jordan, you said you would have a, a sexy lady mustache, like a sexy mustache monster. Uh, I don't think I said that. I think you said that, but that's all right. <laughs> I think I might have said that for you, but like, it's either that or you lately, and I think a sexy mustache monster would be funnier. I did I did a really good impression of you on uh, on Xena Business <laughs> on the last episode. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet, but I, I saw that you, that people said that. Yeah, I have to listen to it. And then I said it would probably just be like the, the diamond egg would just go into a stack of comics. Because uh, that's what I have sitting around the office here. Here they, here they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got some amazing art. Jenny uh, did three pieces of art. She did one for herself of a uh, a homework pencil monster, uh, which is great. Uh, it's it's a lady who has pencils for arms, and a pencil sharpener like coming out the back of her head, so that then like the shavings are like a ponytail on the top of it, Ooh. kind of. And she's got the star on. Oh, and and like those uh, those pencil grippy things for leg warmers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, a, the star is on her um, thigh. Uh, and then Chris, what is it? Describe uh, your uh, c- uh, comic book one. Uh, mine is it's a a sexy lady in a a lengthy dress made up of comics uh, panels and covers, uh, who is also like covered in uh, bende dots. It is a very glam uh, pinup girl style lady with her black star on her palm and sound effects coming out, which I thought was really super cool. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> and then for, for me, the mustache lady, uh, it's a, the, she's wearing a dress that's made out of a must out of, well, kind of two mustaches. One that starts up on her breasts and then goes all the way down to her waist and one that starts just below her belly button. And the, 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 they come together to form a, a two mustache dress. Her star is on her <laughs> belly button. She's got a big comb in her hair she carries around a giant straight razor and a giant disposable razor (laughs) and then the one part that's kind of gross about it is that she's got like hairy hobbit feet (laughs) 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 which is in high heels which is a little weird to me but other than that delightful absolutely delightful uh and Ginny is at running nerdy do the shoes have mustaches on them? Uh, no, no. Here, you know what? Here, I'll show, let me show it to you. Yes, and at running nerdy is uh, is is what her uh, Twitter is, so you can go check it out. It's in our favorites as well, but uh, we do favorite a, a bunch of stuff for questions. So if you'll just scroll oh, down. Oh, I bit. see. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Ginny has also done a lot of uh, of other art for us uh, over the uh, over the past few years. Uh, she did an amazing uh, Minako as a block of wood. Uh, she drew all the Sailor Scouts as cats in Neko Atsume. She has a uh, a photo set of her being surprised eating a hamburger, which I think is delightful. Oh yeah! Uh, so, oh, Jenny, uh, thank you so much. You are you are fantastic. And she uh, recently just sent us a uh, uh, an image of uh, the two cousins from Arrested Development with the ha- their hair made into. Oh. Oh my god, that's amazing! (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty great. Yeah, and also while we're just quick on the subject of talking about stuff that we missed, uh, there was a a really good Sailor Moon casual cosplay shoot of like a bunch of cosplayers dressed up as kind of casual Sailor Scouts that also included uh, Stella Chu, who was the guest on on the cruise ship episode. Uh, that we had uh, that I that I did on on the fantasy cruise. So it's also super awesome, and you should go check all of that out. Um, pa- pause for a moment, or you don't have to actually pause. But si- okay. slight side note: um, so whenever we have a guest on the show, 
understandably, I follow them on Twitter. I have uh-huh. the Sailor mm-hmm. Business follows them. But uh, because of, I, I guess because of the Fantasy episode, Twitter is constantly recommending to Sailor Business to follow uh, burlesque dancers. Like, that's all the suggestions <laughs> are all burlesque dancers. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, look, look, get in touch. Come on the show. We'll have a good time. <laughs> Back to the episode. Uh, an English gentleman with a, a, a beautiful green mustache. And, is it uh, green? Is it green? See, I, like I, just, I just interpreted it as gray hair when I watched it. No, this it's the same it's color green. as Michiru's hair. Is it? Okay. Yeah. He shows up and he starts speaking in English. And uh, Usagi, oh. like, he's like, oh, hello, miss, is Memoru here? And yeah. Usagi gets confused because Usagi doesn't speak English. Uh, now, the weird thing is, please, in the Viz dub, the new Viz dub, he's just speaking English. She's speaking English, obviously. Uh, and so their conversation is really awkward because they don't really make it clear what's supposed to be happening. And I don't know mm. how they would. Uh, I actually think this is one of the times oh. where maybe doing what the Cloverway dub did yeah. would be better and have him speaking French. But we don't get that. The funny thing is, when I switched over to Japanese dialogue, uh, oh, Japanese yeah, audio to great. see what it was like, he is speaking English, but it is clearly the English of a non-English speaker yeah. reading phonetically from yes. a script. <laughs> super awkward. And super like stilted, and I mean I'm sure like it is it is what I would sound like speaking in Japanese. I think oh, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they did not have a, an English speaker record those lines at all, which is really funny because again, yeah, watching it in Japanese, I'm not used to understanding any of the words, but all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of english so the only other explanation you could make if you wanted to make an in-world explanation is actually really terrible which is that he an english person knows that he's speaking to japanese people and so he's putting on an accent in a really <laughs> offensive way well, what i don't get like i mean look this guy uh edwards i believe is his name he's kind of an asshole so you think maybe he is? No, I think who walks around uh, Tokyo, knocks on a door, and then when an unfamiliar Japanese person opens the door, who's like, "Hey, what's up? Is Mamoru home?" Like, because he speaks Japanese, why would he not? Why would he not speak Japanese to her? Yeah, <laughs> it is ridiculous. Oh, also, he wears a fedora. So, well, I like that he walks in with a walking stick and looks like the most stereotypical English guy ever, but from maybe. The 1900s, not not 1990s. Yeah, he is he is a gentleman in a very cosplay sort of sense. He is wearing a gentleman costume. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. I think my favorite part of this entire exchange is when he's like, "Oh, I see. You do not speak English," <laughs> and then starts speaking Japanese. And I really like. Could they really not find someone bilingual? In Tokyo, are there no actors who also speak English? Well, again, they might speak English, but if they do, they speak it with a heavy Japanese accent because they're Japanese. Surely they could have found somebody. Like, I don't think they just invented uh, classes in, in 1995, like after this show was made. No, no, this is what I'm saying. They speak English. It's just that they're speaking English to other Japanese people 
and they're all speaking it with a Japanese accent. I mean, again, in the same way, just like you said, if I took Japanese, like I probably still wouldn't sound like a native Japanese speaker when I spoke it. People, no, they'd be like, no, you sound like an American speaking Japanese. Like, no, oh, of okay. course not. But I, like, there's there's two possibilities. Either he is reading from a script because he is not an, an English speaker. And so he's reading it phonetically, which is what it sounds like. Or they got someone who does speak English, but he was instructed by the director uh, to speak in a very slow and loud, uh, stilted way, so that the audience at home, if they, if, if they're like you know, kids who are taking English in school, could understand it. Those are, I think, the two possibilities. But it it certainly sounds very weird to our our English speaking ears. I forget what the line is later. There's a line later where they have him say something really awkward. I can't remember what it is. When we get to it, I'll notice it. So uh, he is there to invite the girls and Memru to a party. Because he is a lonely man who often has festive parties for, as Darian says, young international students, which certainly sounds mega sinister. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's creepy. Terribly sinister. Hold on. I, I, really? His hair is green to you? I, maybe I have eyebrows. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Yes, his hair is extremely green. It's pretty darn teal. <laughs> what, what color is Michiru's hair? No, it, her hair is like, yeah, green. Like, I, this doesn't look here. Let me see if I can. Uh, I just took a screenshot. Let me see if if you can see it and tell me if you think it's green. Yeah, that's green, dude. That's green. <laughs> see, that just looks like gray hair to me. Nope, that is green. That's green. Wow. Really? Dang. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is green. What color is the door behind him? Well, they both look a little blue gray, but like they definitely look gray to me well let, let me tell you my friend on this uh digital versatile disc that i'm watching it is very green <laughs> okay uh so yeah he has a fancy manor house outside tokyo which is a very comics thing to have you know the giant english mansion outside just outside the juban district and he is inviting everyone to his next big party uh, where they will all have fun and hang out with a bunch of international students who are all from different countries. But because they are all from different countries and they are going to an English gentleman's house, they will all be speaking English. Which Usagi is not not happy about. <laughs> no. It's equal to skull and crossbones to her. <laughs> yeah. And there's a great moment where she's going back and forth between, I get to go to a big party with Memory with this... At this beautiful man, at this beautiful mansion, but English, and then it gets really dark, and she's like, "But I can't speak English, but I want to go to this big beautiful party with Mamo." So she goes back and forth. That's adorable. Yeah, Mamo-chan goes, "We should study English because they're going to speak it at this party." And she's like, "I'm not good at English." She's like, "Yeah, that's why we should study it." <laughs> Meanwhile, down in the underground laboratory, <laughs> where light bulbs have yet to be invented. <laughs> Professor Tomoe is talking about how much he loves the waltz. Its triple-time beat is the epitome of the intellect, refinement, and combative spirit of the Deathbusters. Ridiculous. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, like he starts, he gets out a record and he starts playing it. Uh, and Udial is like, why? Why <laughs> is this happening? <laughs> yeah, she's really not happy about it. And for some reason, he can play this record... Not just over the phone to her, but like into her car. Well, I, I think he probably like I think he probably gives her a mixtape, and then she blasts <laughs> it on the car later. Yeah, because she clearly loves it. Wait, no, 
I love how the other four witches of the Witches 5 are just vaguely doing science in the background. <laughs> and, like, UDL clearly lost the draw. Where it's like, hey, when that phone rings, that's on you to pick up, uh, UD. You gotta, you gotta deal with this guy. We are just not into this. That's her gig right now. So, uh, UDL hangs up and she's like, okay, fine. I'll go find someone who likes the waltz who also has a pure heart. Uh, but she says your your favorite line from uh, your Star Wars movies that you like so much, Jordan. It's the high ground? N- no. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. C-3PO says that at least once. You like Star Wars. I do. Even you like Star Wars, Chris. I mean, I like it now. Yeah. yeah. Now, that there's, now there's more good Star Wars than bad Star Wars again. Now that we never have to go back to those first six movies. The first six? The, the other three were good. There's only two other ones after the first six, Jordan. There's, there's only a, like a Force Awakens. No, I know. One. Right. I'm saying you said you don't want to go back to the first six. And I'm like, three yeah, of those first six are... Don't need them. Okay. All right. Fine. Throw them in the trash. They're obsolete. <laughs> ah, delete them. Anyway, Udeal gets in the car. The, the waltz is cranking. The waltz all of a sudden cuts off so we can see a pristine lakeside scene in yeah. the park that we only the see. Park. There's a couple hanging out. Cement wall. Well, no, it's got like stone walls. It's got, it's got stones. So this might be a different park. All right, then. This Subaru comes up from the ground a lot. Or it comes up from underwater. Like this, this Subaru can drive very handily out of uh, out of being covered in water. Yeah, it comes out of the lake, blasting uh, the waltz. What was the waltz called again? Something about the future. Hope for the future is what it's called. So uh, the pristine surface of the pond is broken by a white Subaru out back that then drives out, uh, soaking these two young lovers and ruining their date. Pretty much. <laughs> And one of them looks a lot like uh, David Willis, uh, the cartoonist of uh, Dumbing of Age. <laughs> like the, the guy looks just like him. Cut to this uh, giant mansion. Now, Chris, I'm just going to tell you, not remembering what was going to happen, I spent this entire episode expecting Mercury and Jupiter to dance. Uh, yeah, because I believe that they're wearing these outfits when they when they finally do, but they uh, <laughs> they do not. I Ami mean, and and Makoto do not dance. But I will say we have seen um, Ami is wearing her like lime green uh, kind of uh, you know kind of poofy maxi skirt. Uh, Ray is wearing like a red mini dress that we've seen before. I think Venus's is new. Minico's is new. It's like a like a light. Uh, it's lavender. Yeah, like a like a lavender uh, cute little party dress, uh, and also. Um, uh, Usagi's is new too. Yeah. Usagi has a really cute uh, pink dress. I feel very, like I've seen it. Very early '90s, '80s little dress. It's, yeah, it's I like it though. Thing. I think it's really cute. Yeah, and it it looks adorable on her, and she's got little earrings on, and it's like I love that shape of that dress. So it's a f- super fun party, party dress. Yeah, uh, but Makoto is once again the reigning queen of fashion <laughs> in this scene. She has this pale pink, like kind of maybe pale orange dress that's like it's form fitting. It's got like a cute like bow at the hip that like sweeps down the material. It's she looks amazing. It helps that she's just so tall. Yes. And one of the things that I like is that everybody's like, oh, my God, like, there's so many cute guys here. And she's like, yeah, and they're tall. (laughs) She's really stoked about it. Uh, She's really happy to not be towering over everyone uh, in this scene. At her 5'6", which is my height, by the way. (laughs) 
Oh, well, you're you're super tall. I know, super tall. Well, it's it's funny because I'm actually pretty tall at my job because everyone I work with is like five foot, so I do tower over everyone, <laughs> not on purpose. Yeah. So uh, the foreign students show up, and we get oh. uh, we get memory going. Hi, George, <laughs> which is really cute. This is where the line is, where uh, Edward says, <laughs> "Everybody." Welcome to my home party. Yeah, you know, like they all say in English all the time. <laughs> Welcome to my home party. Uh, yes, clearly not a native English speaker playing that role. <laughs> Welcome to my home party. Uh, and it turns out that the guys also speak Japanese uh, because they are, of course, attending Japanese universities. They, uh, the girls go to break the good news to Usagi, and she is off in a corner with an English phrase book trying to learn how to say nice to meet you (laughs) it's super adorable she's trying absolutely (laughs) it's so good she gets so flustered that she just needs to to like her her mouth is dry she's getting nervous she just needs a quick like little quick drink of juice to to get back in the game but what happens when usagi is at a party and she tries to drink a glass of juice jordan we've seen it before well she gets the juice she asks for and she's fine (laughs) Nope, she accidentally picks up someone else's Cosmopolitan. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this alcohol she drinks. So, okay. Which is in a completely different shaped glass with no straw from her orange juice that right, she has. Right, right. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, are we meant to believe that this is her drink over here? This, yeah, orange soda or whatever it is. Yes. And then she accidentally... So someone else was having... What, I mean, what is this li- liquor here? I don't know. What is it meant to be? Well, it's a pink drink in a wine glass with a cherry in it. So I think it's a Bellini or a Cosmopolitan. Okay, and they and they have just put it on this table and left without thinking about it. Yes, I mean you know because it's a party that like someone has obviously set their drink down to go dance, and it's not full either. So there's like a swig taken out of this. So <laughs> he is uh, totally stealing someone else's drink. Yeah, she chugs it. <laughs> Now, again, she's under five feet tall. She's 4'11". She weighs she's probably... years old. Like... She weighs 68 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, it, she's... At this point, she's mostly alcohol. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. She is immediately <laughs> trashed. She is tore up from the floor up. And I love this because when Usagi gets drunk, the art style changes in the show. Like she is, she is drawn like a little rounder. Like there's no like hard lines on her body. Like they're all like, she looks like a little bit chubbier, a little bit rounder, a little bit more cartoony. Like, uh, and it's delightful. I love the way she looks. Cause she's like stumbling around. She is way more cartoony than everyone else at the uh, party. It's great. And I'm really curious, Jordan. Yeah. How do they do this in the English version? Cause obviously she doesn't get drunk, right? Uh, no, she drinks too much juice and feels ill. That's it. All the behavior is the same. They just don't mm-hmm. say that she drank. She definitely doesn't look like she's feeling ill. <laughs> she is very happy the entire time. Uh, again, they changed none of the behavior. They just make sure not to say anything bad. I just sent you both a little screenshot. So we, we haven't actually gotten to her being drunk yet, because first we do have to mention 
we do get another scene of creepy Edwards, who, like, again, is not meant to be creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, but he is. Yeah. Like, he goes over to Amy and he's just like, yeah, man, I love having all the young people in my house. They're the future. I have to do this and make ever the future into roses. Yeah. The way they draw his eyes, I think, is supposed to be like foreigner eyes, but they look kind of creepy to me. They look kind of like crazy eyes. And then he's just <laughs> staring down at Ami. It's just odd. <laughs> yeah. And then the roses in the background as he talks. <laughs> they have a weird moment where it's focusing on Ami, but I think there's something off with the animation because their eyes are like, moving out of place and like fluttering it's really strange but then it's gone it's just really short little error that i noticed so then it's yeah as as ami is talking to edward and uh mamoru is talking to the other two uh, uh students that they met the other three girls uh ray and makoto and uh, mina are are not doing well in this conversation they are not able to keep up Yusagi stumbles Ami in. Ami learns a hundred English words a day. <laughs> I so. know, right? That's true. Now, do we do we hear uh, Ami talking in English in this scene? No, I think they're speaking Japanese. Okay. Uh, Edward Edwards is being nice, but uh, yeah, Yusagi stumbles in tipsily and says, "Relativity is like a flan," and explains <laughs> how to cook a flan, but ostensibly about relativity. <laughs> Yeah, because they're taught like they're they're saying like, oh, Darian, you know what you should really study. You know what you're really good at is theoretical physics. And and it's like he's like, I know about physics. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you how how to make a flan, which is delightful. I love it. It's super adorable. Yeah, and this is like the scene where she looks like really cartoony and and like kind of rounded like I, I put up a couple screenshots in the chat here so you can see like she's she's so great she's yeah. so great oh i love that where she's explaining and the food is just floating behind her and she's just all squat and and chubby and adorable yeah it's great <laughs> yeah and then she realizes that the guys can also speak japanese and she starts being like oh yeah japanese sushi sumo wrestlers <laughs> I love, like, Drunk Usagi is my new favorite character. Ah, oh, Better than regular Usagi. I don't know, man. Drunk Usagi is... Like, I really was hoping that she would stay drunk for the entire episode, and when she turned into Sailor Moon, she would be drunk. But that's you want not a what drunk happened, Sailor Moon? Like, I think it would be hilarious. That was so be. funny in the scene. The scene where, where she's shaking the blonde guy's hand for, like, five minutes... It looks like he's got such ridiculous sideburns that they <laughs> look like they're like braided or something. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they are over the top. Edward uh, comes over and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, let's let's take you out to get some fresh air." And it's it's really funny because you can see in the uh, the like the shot of Edward's like kind of leading Usagi off to the balcony, how differently she is drawn. Like, first of all, she is half his height. Instead of having like fingers, she just has like one little blob of hand. <laughs> yeah. And you can see like his fingers though. And his, you know, his face has lines and a nose and she's just like two arches for eyes and an upside down arch for a smile and blushing. 
Like, I, I love that she turns into, I mean, obviously, they're all cartoons, but she turns into a cartoon when she gets drunk. It's really cute. I, I think that this is not exactly what they say, uh, but they, like, approximate it because she starts doing this thing where she's saying English phrases and then mushing them up with similar sounding Japanese things. So she yeah. says um, in the in the subtitles, they have her say, nice to meet stew, cream stew. And then she says, don't worry, Dunbury curry. <laughs> it's super adorable. Yeah. And this is where Ami goes, she's drunk. <laughs> Which with a like and again, we've we've seen this happen before at like another party in the series, but Ami is reacting like this is a thing Ami has seen before. <laughs> oh, see that this makes me kind of I, I like I'm 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 kind of glad we don't ever get to like Sailor Moon college years. Because I'm afraid that this would be, like, every night, and it would be a problem, and then it would have to be dealt with. I don't think it's – because, like, it's not like Usagi is, like, going out being like, yeah, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to go binge drinking. Usagi's like, accidentally picking up the wrong thing, which I think is, is way more charming and funny. Oh, yeah. Now, listen. I don't drink, but my understanding of alcohol – Uh-huh. Is that you notice when you drink it. Yes. Especially if you're not used to it. You're like, oh, this is burning my tummy. <laughs> right. The, okay. Okay. If the cocktail is sweet enough, I'll buy it. Because um, I, I don't like the taste of alcohol. So I drink very, like, when I drink, which is very rare, I tend to drink really kind of sugary sweet mm-hmm. drinks. Uh, and there is a... I, I honestly, I don't know what a Bellini tastes like. I don't know what a Cosmopolitan tastes like. I have not had them. But I have had a drink called Dragoon Punch. I had it at Husk in Charleston. And it has two kinds of rum and two kinds of brandy. But it tastes like fruit juice and finishes like like tea. Like iced tea. You can drink, like, and, and they warned me when, like, because Aiden and I went there and the, and the waiter warned us. He was like, okay, these are going to sneak up on you. So be careful. And it's a, it's the kind of thing where you could very easily drink it and not notice. Now, again, Usagi has half a glass of pink liquid with a cherry in it. So, whatever it is, I don't think I don't think it's like you know moonshine and food coloring or anything. But I think I think Usagi, being a kid who is not used to drinking, I buy it. I completely buy it if this is a sweet enough drink. Yeah, and she's okay. super tiny. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true because again like when we see her with edwards she is like two foot two feet shorter than him which i think is really funny and then they take her out of the balcony she gets some fresh air she returns to her normal level of cartooniness but she's bright pink too <laughs> but she is bright pink uh and that is when Udial shows up rocking her party dress which is also super cute oh yeah i wrote down i love her dress i want Wait. it <laughs> You deal. Wait, did we skip the beginning of the performance? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, th- I think we did. Because uh, there's somebody. Well, we gotta somebody mention else shows that up too. Because yeah, all of a sudden, as Yusagi gets escorted out, Edwards is like, "Everyone, I've 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 met two amazing teenagers who are good at everything, <laughs> and I've had them come perform. One of them is good at all artistic endeavors, and the other one is good at all races." But apparently also plays the piano. Yeah. So here they are right now. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down, when does Haruka learn piano? I... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Somebody came up to her and said, I bet you I can play piano faster than you. 
<laughs> and she went, oh, it's on. The hell you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they start performing together. Do they play like a really familiar plas- classical piece? Do they play like... I feel like they do. Yeah, that's what they play. I believe that it's uh I believe that is a waltz. I believe that is 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 that the minute waltz? I'm not sure. No, the minute waltz is a different one. Yeah. So then outside Yusaki play some waltz. <laughs> they're talking to Yusaki and like, why did you drink alcohol? And she's like, I drank juice. <laughs> and she like <laughs> pantomimes it. <laughs> and this is another like this is another thing that we talked about way, way back in season one, that like there is something like there is a sort of like sweet juice is like a translation of like a sort of party drink that kids would have that is not alcoholic, but like it, it's not like it's not strictly like juice either. So that is that is something that we've run into before. Again, in this exact situation, like punch, more like punch, I guess. Mm, makes sense. The uh, the the two uh, the two new senshi uh, start finish their performance, uh, and they come out. Even though again they were playing a waltz a moment ago, now it's time to do some waltzing, and they come out and they're like, "Oh, great, waltz time." Uh, Michelle, oddly enough, who? I'm sorry, Mishiru or Michelle, either way, in both versions, uh, says, "Hey, uh, Darian, you want to dance?" And Serena's like, "No way! Uh, he's dancing with me. Forget it." And then Amara, I guess, if I'm sticking with the English names, Amara <laughs> goes, "Oh, that's cute. Uh, why don't you dance with me, Bunhead?" And she's like, "All right, sure, yeah, of course. That sounds great." <laughs> Also, there's, like, again, Usagi. Usagi's mostly back to normal, but she still has these, like, when she's like, no way, memory was dancing with me. Like, she's still got these little chubby arms. I love it. I love it. She's mm-hmm. so adorbs. Yeah, she's still uh, pretty ridiculous cartoony. Right up until they start yes. dancing, and then she has to be glamorous again. Also, did you mention that when Haruka goes, Bunhead, dance with me, that there is a sudden shower of glitter? Yes, that was pretty great. <laughs> Just sparkles erupt out of nowhere. And it was just like, they're kind of moving a little weirdly and fast. So it's kind of just random. It doesn't really feel like she's glittering like normal. But it's just kind of like, oh, there are sparkles. Usagi and Haruka start dancing. Usagi gets her nose back. <laughs> and uh, everyone is like shocked. All the other girls are shocked because Usagi is so graceful and dancing so beautifully to this waltz. And... uh they're like, oh, it's because of Haruka. Like, it's because Haruka's leading. And so they start getting in a big fight. Well, uh, Rei, Minako, and Makoto start getting in an argument over who is going to dance with Haruka next. And we get the classic uh, the classic thing where, where Rei's like, I want to be next. And then Makoto goes, no, we're going to arm wrestle for it. <laughs> <laughs> And they decide to go, uh, they decide to uh, Jan Ken pawn it and do a little rock, paper, scissors. Well, Ami just slides out of frame. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only surprised that she doesn't pull out a book. Well, she didn't bring a book because she knew this would be a good opportunity to practice her English. So it's like studying. Right, this party is point. like studying. That's true. Meanwhile, Mamoru is dancing with, uh, with uh, Mishiru. And uh, he tells the little story about how Edwards built this place. Uh, and he was like, wealth is important for a bright future. And he had no friends and family. So he was like, 
what am I going to do with all this money? What, what, who am I going to make this rosy future for? It's a weird way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> They're really just having a conversation about how pure their hearts are. His heart is. <laughs> yes. Mitchell is like, oh, I heard this guy has a really pure heart. And, and Memory is like, yeah, he's a really good guy. And Mitchell is like, hmm, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> I meant in a very literal sense in that it is a crystal that can be pulled out of your chest. But yeah, he seems nice. <laughs> so we get a really cute touch where uh, Mars, Venus, and Jupiter are doing rock paper scissors but they're constantly tying yep so they're all throwing the same one and then ray tries to cheat (laughs) because as we all know ray cheats at games of chance yes we've seen it we've seen it happen yes but Uh, here's the twice actually we've gone to the the episode we've watched twice on this show how do you even do rock paper scissors with three people if well it's an elimination style so presumably, like, unless everybody throws one thing, it's all tie. But if, like, two people throw rock and one person throws scissors, the person who, play, who threw scissors is out. But it could also be all loss. No. Yeah. If one it throws rock, one throws paper, loss. one throws scissors. Yeah, then it's a tie. Oh, okay. But if two people throw the same thing and one person doesn't, then the person who doesn't throw it either wins or loses. While the rock, paper, scissors is going on, they do not notice Yudiel show up in her beautiful golden burgundy. I believe this is a uh, Cheongsam is what that kind of dress is called. It's the sort of high colored uh, Chinese dress. Short sleeves, high collar. Very, very cute. Which are actually coming back in style. Uh, The store I work at just received a few and I was like, oh, I can't wait. They're so cute. (laughs) Uh, And so they don't notice. And so she turns and looks at the camera with a sinister smile. And that is our act break. (gasps) Sorry, I got to to clap a little bit. S for sloshed? What? S for sloshed, I guess? S for... uh, S for... Uh, sloshed is good. <laughs> Sailor Business is supported on Patreon. You can help us out monetarily by heading over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness and kicking in as little as a dollar a month to help the show keep going and help us uh, do some new stuff. Uh, I probably should have mentioned this last week, uh, but we, because maybe we're there by now, but as of this recording, we're recording on April 9th, we are v- within striking distance of... Uh, our next milestone goal. All you need is a new $52. Yep, that's all we need. We are currently at $698 at $750 a month. We are going to be uh, doing Sailor Business and Xena Business mini episodes. So that's an extra episode of each show once a month. In theory, we'll catch up if we miss one. Uh, we've done uh, too many episodes for uh, Sailor Business already. You can catch those on the feed. Uh, And we've got a third one coming out soon to make up for the one that we missed in March where we're going to be talking about Sailor V. Uh, And those episodes are not exclusive to Patreon backers. Uh, Those go up for everybody. So if you are a backer, you're helping everybody get more of both shows, which is awesome. Uh, We do have some Patreon exclusive content, though. Uh, We've got blooper reels from each of the shows. We've got a little bit more bonus content that should be coming up soon. Stuff that we've cut out. Allison has actually been keeping all of the cut content from Xenobiz, and there's a lot of it. So uh, when she's got a little time, we're going to have a, a compilation of cut bits from Business too. Uh, you can get those at 5 bucks. You can get access to the show notes at $1. Uh, our third level is at 15 And if you back us at 15 or above, you're going to be getting a soft enamel pin 
uh, of Tennis Ball Sailor Moon, designed by Katie Donnelly, uh, a Sailor Business All-Star. And yeah, it's going to be super awesome. Agreed. Um, unfortunately, even though I... Even though I put out a call on Twitter saying, hey, quick, someone someone donate right now and you'll be the only person we thank this week. Uh, unfortunately, no one added a new uh, thing. So ah, we can't. No, no one took the bait. No one, no took, one the... took the bait. But uh, obviously, we uh, we all appreciate everyone who, who backs the Sailor Business Patreon. Uh, I mentioned this a little bit last week, but I did get uh, they shut down Comics Alliance, which was my day job for the past seven years. Uh, so, uh, right now my, I, I lost about, uh, half the income here in the old household. Uh, so I really genuinely appreciate everyone stepping up, uh, both at this Patreon and at the War Rocket Ajax Patreon, uh, and contributing to, to help us move forward with that. Does that mean sailor business is currently your day job? It's my Sunday job. <laughs> Actually, I think like given, given that the War Rocket Ajax Patreon is about, uh, over twice what Sailor Business is pulling down. Ajax is my day job okay, now. Okay. So, <laughs> and writing comics actually I is, know, is was, my. I'm a full time comics writer. I know. I know. I was joking. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, it helps me out. Plus, uh, Jordan, Allison, Jake uh, really helps them out too. Uh, and and Jake deserves all the uh, all the credit in the world and all the Patreon money in the world for having to put up with editing this show. Thank you, Jake. We love you. But since we don't have anybody to thank, uh, Jordan, do we have any Twitter questions we can talk about that aren't about us fighting each other? Of course we do. Oh, Escape is so cute. Aww. Here's one from Ass Kicker Fantastica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ass Kicker Fantastica wants to know, since it was brought up that Usagi and Mamoru keep having important romantic moments in elevators, I have to ask... Do you think Chibi Yusa was or will be conceived in one? <laughs> I'd rather not think about that if that's all the same to you. We're asking the question though. But hopefully yes, hopefully it'll be many, many, many years from now. But if if the I'm sure if the if Crystal Tokyo has crystal elevators, <laughs> they'll get trapped in one someday and have nothing better to do. <laughs> I wonder if Crystal Tokyo was at all influenced by uh, Krypton, like in the in the seventy eight Su- uh, Superman movie. So at the it's end, all crystals. oh, so Chibiusa is not Cable. Chibiusa is Superman. Chibiusa would be Red Sun Superman in that <laughs> in that context. Why Red Sun? Because at the end of Red Sun, it's Far Future Earth is Krypton. Oh yeah, that that part. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking because uh, I was just thinking just she'll, she's the child who will get sent away eventually. Spoiler warning for this Elseworld Superman comic that came out ten years ago. Everybody, <laughs> like I remember that. Does that mean that Superman gets sent from there to our world, or the idea is that he, he went back sent, in time? He gets sent back in time. Back in time. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and he's the he's the distant descendant of Lex Luthor. I do remember that. I do remember that. Okay, um, Jonathan Chisholm wants to know. Uh, love the new episode. Question. What attack is more useful? And this is something you referenced last episode. What attack is more useful? Pink sugar heart attack or bubble spray? Uh, pink sugar heart attack is uh, the best. I was about to say the same. <laughs> now, here's what I will say to this. The, here's the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> pink sugar heart attack is uh, by far my favorite of the two. It's way better. But, I mean, even I have to admit, bubble spray is more useful. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Because pink sugar heart attack is like a t- a tiny distraction for one person for half a second. But, but bubble it's spray so like really makes It is. It's the best. Listen, I love it. Bubble spray sucks. Pink sugar heart attack rules. Oh. Oh. 
so upsetting. <laughs> Let's see. What else we got here? Oh, uh, our good friend, uh, Neo Queen Elizabeth, she wants to know, if each sailor was addicted to a modern-day TV show, what would it be and why? We actually got an email about this. Really? Yes. Uh, Toby Ogunyemi, or Ogunyemi, uh, sent us an email that says, on one of your calls for listener questions on Twitter, past guest Elizabeth Dubois asked what TV show or genre each scout would be a fan of. I love this question, since it was what I was actually going to ask, and having more time to think about it, I kind of went nuts and listed out what shows each scout would love with various notes. I tried to keep it within the current prestige peak TV realm. So these are our, our Toby's answers. Uh, Usagi would like Blackish, Broad City, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Leftovers, and This Is Us. The Leftovers? Yeah. That show's depressing. Usagi's, uh, here's the explanation. Usagi's tastes are, are more unique than many would think, just like her interests shown throughout the show, catering mostly towards shows that make her laugh and with extreme emotions as well, which is why she loves how emotional The Leftovers is. That's one that Usagi and Ray definitely watch together. Ami... Uh, according to Toby, likes Bates Motel, Fargo, Hannibal, The Nick, and Mr. Robot. All right. Ami's cool. <laughs> Ray likes Black Mirror, Empire, Penny Dreadful, Stranger Things, and The Young Pope. Well, I mean, she was rating X-Files. <laughs> or watching X-Files, yeah. And her favorite actors are Ava Green and Taraji P. Henson, which I can I can back that. Yes. Uh, Makoto likes The Americans, Jessica Jones, Orange is the New Black, Rectify, and Top of the Lake. Uh, and Minako likes Bojack Horseman, The Crown, London Spy, Orphan Black, and Sherlock, which I also feels right. Feels right to me. Yeah. Uh, Toby says a lot of English-based shows in Minako's television diet since it reminds her of her time from there and connects her to all that culture. I just think she would find Bojack Horseman to be a ma- the massive treat that it is. Incredibly hilarious but so heart-wrenching all at once. Some of the shows the girls would watch together would be all the superhero shows, Atlanta, Gilmore Girls, Sensei, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Unreal Westworld, and they don't watch Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead at all. (laughs) I'm interested in Ami being secretly really fucking dark. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, those shows are smart shows, too, so it's like, oh, that makes sense, but then it's like, she's fucking picking some fucked up shows. Well, I think, like, you know, like, she wants to be a doctor, so it's not like Hannibal would gross her out, you know? (laughs) He doesn't just do doctor stuff. He does fucked up doctor stuff. Yeah, but look, look, Ami has seen some shit. (laughs) Ami has seen a vacuum cleaner turn into a sexy lady and try to murder someone. You think TV's gonna bother her at all? That's fair. I feel like if Ami is into those shows... She's more of my favorite right now. <laughs> Ami, Ami being secretly super dark is like my favorite Sailor Moon fan theory. Uh, like we we talked about the Kiyohiko Azuma strip where uh, uh, Anne steals her intelligence. And when she realizes that she's going to be stupid, she just picks up a chair and beats her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, I, I like that answer, like because I don't I don't watch a lot of TV, so I'd be like I don't know I guess I guess Makoto watches Monday Night Raw and Usagi <laughs> watches Power Rangers Ninja Steel, like that's that's where my my answer would lie. Yeah, that's great. I do like uh, Ray being super into Empire, though I think is fully accurate. I've never watched that one. Well, Empire's dope, dude. Empire rules. Um, do you think any of them would watch Archer? I'm all caught up on Archer uh, now. It's so good. They would just really love the character designs. Well, of course they'd love the character designs. Oh, dude, did you see? Uh, so in the new season of Archer, Krieger has my mustache again all the time. 
Uh, yeah, I yeah, need I to thought. watch. <laughs> All right, here's a question from our good friend uh, D.F. Pendris. Uh, if Jordan appears in comics, that makes him a Marvel character. So isn't the entire podcast a crossover? Mm, okay, well, last episode. Chris, congratulations, you ruined Chris, it. Chris, you're a Marvel character, too. That's true. But I'm also a DC character, but I'm dead in the DC universe. You've appeared so. in a DC comic? Yeah, I, I have the page on the wall behind me. I was uh, Chris Burnham drew me in a Batman comic as a corpse. That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, every, every everyone involved in X-Men 92 is uh, on the last page of X-Men 92. And uh, Steve Epting is a guy that I knew because uh, he used to shop at the comic book store where I used to work. And so there's an issue of Captain America where if you like it on the deck of the shield helicarrier, one of the shield guys, like he needed stuff to put on the computer screens. So one of the shield guys is reading my old comics blog. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's great. So, so not only do I exist in the, in the Marvel universe, but my comics blog about Batman exists in the Marvel universe too. Oh, oh, it was, that's interesting. It was about Batman. Because I was thinking if you were talking about talking about things in that world, then it's like maybe in the Marvel universe, you're like, a political blogger just blogging about superheroes. Well, <laughs> well, I, I say that you can only you can only see like the head the the header of my blog like the masthead. But you know, I mean, you know me and yeah. what I have written about predominantly for the past twelve years. True. So there's a good chance. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that in uh, the Marvel universe, the Marvel universe, Chris Sims is really into the licensed comics about real people that exist <laughs> in the Marvel universe, which is canon. That I know. Canon. Oh, I know. Marvel published uh, a couple of them at one point. Yeah, the the Marvels comics were, yeah, were yeah. that weird little fifth week event. Very strange. Let's do two more, two more questions. All right. If Usagi, uh, Lindsay Ariel, who asked us a lot of questions, asked, "If Usagi wasn't destined to rule the world, do you think the other senshi would go on to achieve their career aspirations?" Hmm. Well, Ami would. I don't see anything stopping her Ami from becoming a doctor. Like, of course, she's very smart. She's very capable. She would do it. The only thing that, that could stop Ami from becoming a doctor is if Ami was a. Uh, if Ami just decided she like got to college and was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go do something else. I'm gonna go become right. a painter or whatever. Uh but no, Ami would absolutely be a doctor. I mean I, Mina is the Ray toughest one. Becoming, well, Ray's the toughest one because Ray wanted to be a priestess and idol. Oh. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. She could definitely become a priestess. She already is most of the way there. Yeah. Priestess and idol. And then Mina wants to be an idol too. But I, I think Mina would have a better chance of it. Because, I mean, in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, she is. She already is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and she has a song called C'est la vie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh... nobody can really keep their identities all that secret. <laughs> what is Makoto's aspiration? Other than to, like, get married. I don't think we've really seen. Uh, she hasn't talked about like what. I mean, we know what she likes, but we haven't really heard her talk about career choices. Wait, wait, wait! In that musical, didn't she say? Mm, did she? I mean, it, like I, when they, when Minako was talking about volleyball. Yeah, yeah, and all of them were talking about what they want to be. I think she did, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, me neither. And I'm not going to go back to listen to that episode because no. that was a nightmare death march. <laughs> yes, that would be the worst. I'm going to guess. I mean, I don't know. Was it to become like a cook, a chef kind of situation, or? I mean, I would, I would buy that. Or a fighter. You know, I think she probably could because she's also a fighter. It's one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason she couldn't. I, I mean, listen. I don't think she's going to be like a, fa- a world famous chef, but like to be a cook somewhere that like makes really great food for people. Yeah, of course. I think she could be an Iron Chef. You think so? Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, 
like Makoto as a like beautiful, tall, like Food Network star who's like you know like really strong and teaching you how to, to have great food that's also got good nutrition for when you need to to become a karate master. Like I think that's awesome. I think that can <laughs> absolutely right. happen. All right, but no, it's not a question of do you think she's capable. It's do you think it would happen if she wasn't going to become Sailor Scout of the future? I think it could happen. Okay. I think it could happen. All right. Well, Chris has utter faith in all of the Sailor Scouts, apparently. <laughs> Why would I not? Why would I not have faith in them? <laughs> because we're not talking about their ability to fight crime. We're talking or, – or monsters, because they don't fight crime. Monsters. That's fine. Chris, one more. Uh, Kimby wants to know, if the Sailor Scouts had Zords like the Super Sentai, what would they be look like? Did we already answer this at one point? I feel like we might have. Usagi's would be a giant robot Luna, obviously. Wait, giant no, see, and then, and then we all said, no, a giant rabbit. What are you talking about? No, Chibiusa's would be a giant rabbit. Wouldn't they both have giant rabbits, but one would be smaller than the other? When they formed into the Megazord, uh, the Luna's ears would get longer, and so it would have a rabbit head. Because <laughs> Ray's would be like a raven, right? Mina's would also be a cat. Ami's would be a book. <laughs> And, uh, and I don't know what... You can't uh, have a book robot. Sure you can. Why not? Because it wouldn't move. Jordan, when was the last time you watched Power Rangers? Probably 20-something years ago. <laughs> and that's what I thought, <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know what? Probably when the original Power Rangers movie was in the theaters. I went and saw that with my brother and sister. Well, there you go. There you go. So I feel like, I, you know when the last time I watched Power Rangers was? Yesterday. Today, oh, before we started recording. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'm the expert on this one. Buddy. So there was a robot book in it, is what you're saying? There could very easily be a robot book. <laughs> anyway, that's enough Twitter questions. Uh, okay. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, if you like the show, uh, hit us up on patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. And now let's get back to the episode. <laughs> S for straight edge. Usagi is not. <laughs> nope. She by accident. By accident. See now I'm. You've got me worried. Honestly, you've got me worried that as soon as she gets old enough, she's going to be drinking way too much. Uh, I mean, look, look. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair concern to have. <laughs> she's not good at controlling her her wants normally <laughs> when they start becoming chemical. <laughs> I th- look, I think you're. I think you're being very a little too concerned about Usagi. She'll okay. be fine. I feel like right. she would be really into like sugary, fancy drinks. Yeah, like the- that's what I like. Yeah, they're delicious. Like, like, uh, like, uh, like margar- margaritas or like pina coladas or something. Yeah, ones that are usually colored pink. <laughs> yeah, da- strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I meant too. So Usagi finishes her dance with Haruka, and the other girls are still rock, paper, scissoring. Uh, but now Ami has joined in, uh, which is a, a big surprise. She's rock, paper, scissoring too? Yeah, she's she's in the group. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but no, but here's the thing. When the dance stops, the entire place mobs Haruka. They all want to dance with her. Every student wants to dance with her. She's perfect and amazing. <laughs> you know what? You know what? She's probably really good at dancing, but it means nothing to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's just trying to like dance out some pure hearts. 
<laughs> so then Edward shows up and he's like, hey, what's up, 15-year-old girls that I invited to my party? I have a cool room to show you. <laughs> yes. Please join me alone with the no creepiest. one else. Oh, the creepiest part of the entire episode. And the thing is, he's not supposed to be creepy. No. At all. He just is. He really is. You just aren't allowed to be this nice to young girls. That's how it is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even nice. It's like, it's not even that he's being nice. It's that he's like, I have a, like, come with me. Because he says it weird. He says, like, I have a special place to show you. Or something <laughs> yeah. like it's. He's not just like, yeah, he goes, there's a very special place I'd like to show you. And then the next, like, and then he they just wander off with him. And so it's not even that he's being nice or not even that he's being too nice or whatever. It's just that he phrases everything in a very, like, welcome to my home party. <laughs> like, it's always very weird. I'm going to have a party and next time it is going to be a home party. Yeah. <laughs> and the the very special place that he wants to show them isn't like his murder room or anything. It's no, just like God. a nice outdoor garden. <laughs> it's not his bedroom. It's nothing. It's nothing bad. Yeah. You could just be like, go see the garden. Let's go see. It's yeah. cool. Why doesn't he say... Uh, hey, would you like to see my garden? Which is still like, now that I say it out loud, still kind of weird and creepy, but not hey, as. Come, come and see the view. It's amazing. I don't know. Like every time we offer a suggestion, it just sounds weird. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so the girls go out to see this rose garden, and he talks about how he wants to leave a rosy future uh, for all of the the young people, and that's why he that's why he spends all of his time hanging out with youngsters. Uh, because he wants to leave them a good future. Again, weird. But uh, while that's going on, Memoru is back in the kitchen <laughs> getting a drink. Because, uh, you know, Memoru, he hangs out with the common man. Is he in the kitchen? Yeah, he's out, He's in the kitchen. I thought I thought he was I thought that guy was about to go into the kitchen. I thought he was coming out of the kitchen. Maybe he is. Maybe he's going back in. But uh, all of a sudden, this turns into an episode of Batman 66. Uh, because suddenly there is uh, purple knockout gas everywhere. Yeah. Only Memoru and Edwards are sensible slash quick enough to put handkerchiefs over their mouths, which totally works, by the way. Again, it's very Batman. Because <laughs> it's also knockout gas that like you get a mild whiff of it, and then everybody just falls over comatose. Uh, except for Udiel, who has a gas mask, and her, uh, I don't know where it was, <laughs> Yep. but she pulls out her uh, three-foot-long syringe rifle and uh, blasts out Edwards' heart, Yep. leaving it as a, a pure heart crystal that looks very promising. Uh, but then... Time for uh, Neptune Power, Planet Power Makeup. What is it? What and is Uranus it? Planet Power Makeup. What is it? When the waters roar on Neptune, I will be there. <laughs> I can't remember the terrible things she says in the dub at certain points. <laughs> Answering the call from a new era. It's well, that's uh, in our the... favorite Outer Senshi. Uh, dropping some deep submerge and some world shaking onto, on, like, straight onto Udial, which is not a thing that they usually do. It knocks the, uh, the, the 
the heart out of her hand. Now here, it this is another case. It her arm a little bit. This is another case where I don't quite understand why everything that's happened has happened. So, AKA the show. <laughs> <laughs> so as you described, knockout gas knocks everyone out. Okay. We see it not knock out Memoru. We see it not knock out um, uh, Edwards until he gets his heart blasted out. It doesn't knock out our main scouts because they've just been personally escorted out to the balcony. Why does it not knock out Neptune and Uranus? Don't know. No explanation. We're not going to get one. In addition, in the time it takes them to transform, the room is cleared of gas. The transformation... (laughs) blows all the gas away apparently that threat is over and there are no more unconscious people either everyone who fell over vanished yep they're just gone <laughs> they're they're gone only edwards who is missing his heart is still there everyone else gone yeah but you know what we don't need him anymore <laughs> yes but i mean look it's gonna make i hate to be that problematic about it but we just like we wanted to set this story at a party we had the knockout gas to get rid of people. We don't need the party anymore. And guess what? Leave. Spoiler, they're going to win, and then the party's going to fucking continue as if nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, why not? No one in Jupon <laughs> gives a fuck. <laughs> See, Jordan, this is the this is the editor in you uh, fighting with the writer in me. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we don't need them anymore. They can leave. They, can, they do not need to be there. <laughs> so stupid all right so so they get the heart they get the heart world shaking and deep submerged just kind of knock it out of uh i almost called her esmeralda uh udl's hand and then udl's like okay fine fuck this and we hear beep, 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 backing up and the fucking subaru which is now a knight rider car i guess because it can drive itself just backs the fudge up on into this party through a wall yep right through I right into the... That the car has superpowers now <laughs> sure oh if you go back or if you get to the spot where the diamond comes out of the car and you look around the car, there's no hole in the wall. It's totally gone. What? Yeah. All right, now I have to look for this. Yeah, it's totally gone. I just happened to pause at that moment, and I was like, oh, that's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> so the car opens up, uh, the, the Easy Bake Oven opens, and uh, UDL is standing there, like, very smug, but nothing happens. And so then she finally turns around and goes, oh, yeah. hey, Damon, get out of here. The wall healed. And the Damon comes out complaining that her dress is too heavy and then trips and falls on her face because this episode is amazing. (laughs) It's so stupid. And then they all start, then the scouts show up and start talking about Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and Swan Lake. It's so strange. (laughs) Yeah. And like, like, they're like, yeah, you're not Cinderella. You can't just leave this ball. And then they're like, yeah, you know, the evil queen is always punished. And then Mina's just like, yeah, that happens in Hansel and Gretel, and that happens in Swan Lake, and that happens in Snow White, and that happens in Cinderella. <laughs> and eventually, like, Usagi just, like, starts doing her speech to cut Mina off, which I think is, again, like, this episode is amazing. It's so funny. And then uh, Uranus goes, oh, by the way, you wasted your time again. Not a fucking talisman. And Udeal goes, great, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> yeah. This is literally just my job. <laughs> yeah, I think 
I think that's why I love you all so much. I've talked about this before. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on uh, Sailor Business, but like I have a real affection for villains for whom villainy is literally just their job. Like they're not really that into it. Like it's why I like Destro from GI Joe so much because he's a businessman. He's like, he's there because who else is going to buy snake themed tanks? It's <laughs> gotta be Cobra commander. And now he's kind of stuck with him. And I love that. And I love you. I was like, okay, uh, then I am clocking out. See y'all on the flip. <laughs> <laughs> so far it works out nicely for her. She just goes, Oh, okay. never mind. Bye. She goes, she goes, yep. Uranus is like, you wasted your time again, UDL. And she's like, yep, I really, I, you know, I had a bad feeling about this job. Okay, uh, uh, Chikuan, go ahead and uh, kill these girls. Uh, I am out. That's how it is. <laughs> she literally says, that's how it is, and drives away. She is the coolest character on this show. <laughs> she was really one of my first villains, and... I love her. <laughs> she's got to be my favorite. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. And most she, of my memories. She is as are good her. as I remember Esmeralda being. Yeah. No, if they come out with a, a figure of her, I am totally buying it. She oh, is God. awesome. Yeah. I think I will have to. <laughs> I hope it comes with a car. <laughs> uh, so Chikuan is our uh, monster of the week, and she is a waltz monster. Uh, so when she first appears, she's wearing a ball gown and a mask and throwing around roses and going, oh, do toi. But that form does not last long. Like, she she shoots some lasers out, she throws some explosive flowers, and then Haruka and Michiru are like, hey, what's up? And they murder her. <laughs> At least that's what they think happens. Yeah. They think they murder her. It certainly looked that way. Uh, even watching the episode, I was like, oh. Yeah, she gets hit with world shaking and explodes. Like, we see, like, her stomach explode and her yeah. mask shatters. It, like, you're like, it's actually a fairly violent monster death compared to what we normally see. To which Uranus says, oops, did I go too far? <laughs> <laughs> Such a jerk move. Still love her. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but then they reveal, no, you didn't go too far. You didn't kill the monster at all. Now she's turned into a gramophone monster who <laughs> cranks a, a crank on her hip. And my wife went, why does she have a penis with a horn at the end of it? <laughs> and I was like, that's yep. not. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> it, like, it's on her hip, but the way she's drawn, it all kinds of blends together. Yeah. So it looks like, it is, yeah, I mean, it looks like a penis with a crank. Like, oh, I, hate to, oh. I hate to Xena business this, but yes, that is what it looks like. Oh, I just got to that spot. I didn't see that before. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't unsee it. <laughs> so she starts, the, the, the penis with a crank is actually like the needle for the record player on her shoulder. Uh, and she starts shooting out giant notes that are, like, literal, like, note-shaped objects that are, like, crashing into the floor and, like, giant metal notes that are coming out and trying to kill the scouts. And Usagi hilariously goes, hey, no, this isn't right. You need to use music. You can't just throw notes at us. <laughs> and so the monster's like, okay, and plays a song that hurts them instead. Like, it's called Yodel of the Devil. Yep. This episode is so weird. And what's hey, Chris, what stops the yodel of the devil? The Spanish guitar of righteousness. 
Rosed. To which Tuxedo Mask says, music is the enjoyment of sound. Uh, I, I don't yeah, sure. think that's sure, accurate. Close <laughs> enough. I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> music is the... So any sound you hear, that's, that's music now. That if you like it. Any sound you enjoy. Yes. So if you enjoy this podcast, it's music. <laughs> it's true. That is so true. It's what I've always said. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask is like, I won't forgive you, etc., etc. And then uh, the uh, Chikuan throws her gramophone at him and he dodges and she goes, oh, that was my only weapon. <laughs> it's like, well, then you really fucked up. Monster. Yes. She throws the gramophone. She is now unarmed. Uh, now Sailor Moon, and we get Moon Spiral Heart Attack. And uh, Chikuan literally says, "I really should have never thrown the horn." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Lovely. Yep, it is. It is a very lovely experience for uh, the monster. Oh, I just figured out why her. So she's got these eyes that have lines through them, and I was like, "That's a weird, like '80s." sunglasses eyes for some reason yeah it's not like shutter shades jordan it's like that's what it looked like it's supposed to be sheet music that's what i just figured out (laughs) oh that was my first thing i noticed i was like that's awesome oh oh boy oh brother (laughs) i saw them as music (laughs) so then uh, the gramophone smashes to the ground which is one of my favorite parts I felt and, bad. I was like, no, it's a nice gramophone. No. It's, it's Professor Tomoe's. Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's a dick. And then we cut back to the entire party and dance just back in full swing. Everything is totally back to normal. Everyone woke up and apparently went, oh, that was weird. Anyway, I'll have another drink. <laughs> Edwards literally goes, oh, I must have uh, dozed off. Yeah, everybody's like, huh, it was weird how we were partying and then we got a little bit sleepy and now we're totally okay. <laughs> oh. And Venus is like, where's Haruka? I must dance with her. Because, yeah, Mamoru and, and Usagi are finally dancing together and they look lovely. Uh, and that is the end of our episode. And I feel like we learned a lot. <laughs> and uh, that means it's time for Sailor Businesses, where we talk about what we learned in each episode. And Emma, we will start with you. What did you learn in this episode of Sailor Moon? That you can totally party even after you get sleep gassed. It's totally okay to just wake up and be like, where did we leave off? <laughs> yeah, look, th- there ain't no party like a creepy uh, man inviting foreign students over to his house party, because a creepy old man inviting foreign students over to his mansion party only stops momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, how about you? What did you learn? I learned that if you want uh, people from other countries to understand your English better, you should fake their accent back at them and it'll help them to understand you speaking i'm not going to demonstrate because (laughs) that's horrible (laughs) chris what did you learn i i i learned shut shut up listen 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 Mm. okay listen i i learned i i no listen okay you never listen to me how much juice have you learned I learned that the theory of relativity is a lot like making a flint. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I love this fucking episode. This episode's so fun. Uh, fun. I really wish we could have gotten Drug Sailor Moon. Though. That was my only critique. 
She would be like, imagine her like trying to do it would be moon spiral heart attack, like all the spinning around that she does. It would be like, so but, like wobbling, irresponsible of her. They could not do that. Oh, uh, well, they clearly could because <laughs> they almost did. No, but they didn't because that would have been made her very. It would be like drunk Iron Man operating an Iron Man costume, which is very irresponsible and bad. Uh, no, I think it would have been fine. I think it would have been great. <laughs> I think it would have been fantastic. But so much comedy in this episode. I love the way, even towards the end, like all the scouts are kind of drawn with that kind of softness and kind of cartooniness that really sets them apart from this very formal setting. It's it's really fun and UDL is great. And the I love how ridiculously perfect the outer since are. I love this episode. Uh, I would say if you are not a, a regular, if, if, if you're looking for ones to skip, don't skip this one. It's fantastic. Uh, Emma, what did you think of this episode? No, I really liked it. This was the one that I chose originally because I just remembered having so much fun with this one. Uh, and then the, uh, well, I watched the English version first. And it was all about the French guy coming over and them talking French. And I was like, this is fun. But I also like that in the Japanese version, they had <laughs> all the English that, yeah. <laughs> that people were obviously just reading off a page. <laughs> no, I like this one. Uriel's the best. I'm, I'm appreciating her so much more this time around. I love Drunk Usagi. It's adorable. Yeah. No, I really loved this one. Yeah, it's super great. Jordan, any final thoughts? Uh, I agree. It was way fun. It was way, way, way fun. And... You know, Sailor Moon S is definitely better than Sailor Moon R. Um, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's better than original recipe Sailor Moon, but it's pretty great. Well, it's I think it's got like all the pieces are kind of there now, you know, like not all the pieces. We're still missing two more Sailor Scouts, I guess. One and a half. One and a half. (laughs) But... You know, Haruka and Michiru are interesting kind of pseudo-antagonists. I think the Witches 5... Like, Tomo is just weird. Like, we don't even really know what he... Like, he wants the Holy Grail, but like... And he apparently wants to bust death. But he's such a fucking weirdo. Like, making his his ramen order over the phone. And, and UDL just being so fed up with this horrible job she has as a supervillain. It's... It, it it really is like it's the best of Jedi, the best of Nephrite, the best of uh, Esmeralda, and the Black Moon Clan. Like so much fun stuff. I I really like where we're going with this. But yeah, great episode. Uh, I think we can all agree. So I am glad that we uh, we got to sit down and watch it. And Emma, I am really glad that you were here with us uh, to do so. Thanks, guys. I had so much fun. It's Good. it's surreal to be here, but it's really great. Aww. <laughs> Well, before we let you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? I am on Twitter at Gaber Plum Emma. Gaber is in G A B O R. <laughs> but Gabor works as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've tweeted mostly about sailor business, so that's it. <laughs> Please do not change your name to reflect the way I pronounce it. <laughs> no, it's staying the same. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, you can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason, where you can hear him talk about lots of things, including uh, producing Sailor Business and his other podcasts like The Morphin Grid and The Cool Kids Table and Pokemon World Tour and 
Pokemon World Tour United. How about you, Chris? You can find me on Twitter as the ISB, and you can find links to a lot of the stuff I do at the-isb.com, including the comics that I write. Uh, I should have a new issue of Radical Guardian Skater X, the uh, American Tokusatsu comic I do with uh, Joe Hunter, out this week, actually. Uh, 16 pages, full color, uh, for a dollar. Uh, you can find that on Comixology, and there will be a link to it there. Uh, also, um, since I haven't mentioned it in a while, uh, I got a lot of stuff coming out in May and June. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Annual, uh, Deadpool Bad Blood, which is a 100-page original graphic novel by me and Chad Bowers with Rob Liefeld. I've got uh, uh, Chad and I are doing Sword Quest uh, for Dynamite, and we're also doing Army of Darkness for uh, Dynamite as well. Ash vs. Army of Darkness, an all-new series that picks up right where the Army of Darkness movie leaves off. So uh, please check all of those out. That would be super awesome. As far as this podcast, you can, of course, find us at uh, sailorbusiness.com. And you can find us at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, where you can back the show and leave suggestions for what you want to hear mini episodes about going forward, because we are going to be doing some. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes, or just tell a friend who you think might like the show, because it always helps when we get more listeners uh, here at uh, Sailor Biz. And we're in a really fun time of the show, so people might enjoy it. That does it. For this episode, we are going to be back next week with Sailor Moon episode 109, The Shocking Moment, Everyone's Identities Revealed. (laughs) Oh, those spoiler titles. Until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Hi, George. I haven't seen you for a long time. Hi, long time. Everybody, welcome to my home party.